Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. And today is December 19th of 2023. We're celebrating Tuesday of the third week of Advent. But as we know, our readings are special to the day, to December 19th. That's because starting with December 17th, the Church gives us special readings to help prepare us for Christmas. Today's Gospel comes to us from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 1, verses 5 to 25. It's sort of a long Gospel today. In the days of Herod, king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah of the priestly division of Abijah. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both were righteous in the eyes of God, observing all the commandments and ordinance of of the Lord blamelessly. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years." Once, when he was serving as priest and his divisions turned before God, according to the practice of the priestly service, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord to burn incense. Then, when the whole assembly of the people was praying outside at the hour of the incense offering, the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right of the altar of incense. Zechariah was troubled by what he saw, and fear came upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for you, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall name him John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers toward children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous, to prepare a people fit for the Lord. Then Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel said to him in reply, I am Gabriel, who stand before God. I was sent to speak to you and to announce to you this good news. But now you will be speechless and unable to talk until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and were amazed that he stayed so long in the sanctuary. But when he came out, he wasn't able to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He was gesturing to them, but remained mute. Then, when his days of ministry were completed, he went home. After this time, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she went into seclusion for five months, saying, So has the Lord done for me, at a time when he has seen fit, to take away my disgrace before others. Today's first reading and gospel both present us with barren women, who, after a message from an angel, conceive children who will be important in salvation history. Now, throughout the Bible, we're struck by the great number of barren women whom God chooses to, bear, to play a role in salvation history, especially given that barrenness was considered a punishment or a curse by the Jews. Just think, among the barren women, we have Abraham's wife, Sarah, who gave birth to Isaac. We have Isaac's wife, Rebekah, who gave birth to Jacob and Esau. Jacob's wife, Rachel, who gave birth to Joseph and Benjamin, Hannah, the mother of Samuel, and the two from today's readings, the unnamed wife of Manoah, 
who gave birth to Samson, and Elizabeth, the wife of Zechariah, who gave birth to John the Baptist. From these barren women, many of whom prayed for years on end for children, came forth not just children, but children who would serve important roles in God's work of redemption. In our lives, too, we're often faced with people or situations that seem barren and dead to sin. It just seems in these moments that there's no life, there's nothing that can be done. And yet we need to remember, God is the true master of time and history. He can restore and bring to life things that we think are dead, and use them for his glory and for the salvation of many. In the book of Revelation, right towards the end, we read that the following was said by God the Father, who incidentally seldom speaks in the book of Revelation. But he says this, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, God's dwelling is with the human race. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will always be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall be no more death or mourning, wailing or pain, for the old order has passed away. The one who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Then he said, Write these words down, for they are trustworthy and true. Note the emphasis. God doesn't do anything in vain. He, he knows that it's hard for us to trust. Behold, I make all things new. Now, the Greek verb for make is in the present tense. Like, right now, in this very moment, I am making all things new. And again, think about that for a moment. All things. Not just some things, not just the best things or good things, not the things that I think are okay, but all things. Even bad ones. Even the worst ones. Even the things that don't seem to have any explanation, humanly speaking, other than the consequences of original sin. And I make them new. Not, I make them okay. And not, I make them bearable or tolerable. I make them new. Even more, in English, we say new, but that doesn't do justice to the Greek word that's there, kaina. It doesn't mean new in terms of age, right? Like, oh, I make them young. No, because the Greeks had a different word for that. The Greek kaina means recently made, fresh, superior and better than what came before, unprecedented, unheard of. It's like the Lord said through the prophet Habakkuk, Look over the nations and see. Be utterly amazed, for a work is being done in your days that you would not believe were it told. In our days, this is being done constantly, continuously. God takes the worst things of this world and transforms them into holiness. We can echo the angel's words, You will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. The birth to new life of something or someone that we thought was dead. So today, through the intercession of Mary, our Lady of the Expectation, let's ask for the grace to take advantage of this Advent season to grow in our faith and our love for her Divine Son. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed hearing the Gospel and homily, I invite you to share it with someone you know 
who may also find it rewarding, and also to subscribe to the Catholic Voice channel. Please see in the description below if you would like to receive a text message for each daily gospel and homily. Please also keep our missionary priests throughout the world in your prayers. Thank you, and God bless. Mm -hmm.